Welcome back to GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. With me today is Kimberly Bell. And here's a bit about Kimberly. Kimberly Ann Bell is a native of Salisbury, Maryland. It almost makes you want to have a Salisbury steak. She holds two degrees, one in human growth and development, which is in the field of psychology, and the other in theology. She has served on the ministerial staff of St. James AME Zion Church and completed four years of conference studies. She is a passionate speaker and author of The Epitome of Kimmy, Accept and Embrace It All. Through her work, she uses her personal life struggles to inspire others to never give up hope, and she provides insight into the realities that lay hidden beneath the surface of our society. She is also an advocate for mental health awareness, which is something we all need to take into consideration. She covers topics like physical, mental, emotional, and sexual abuse, as well as childhood abandonment, PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder and healing from trauma. And without further ado, please welcome Kimberly Bell to GEMS. Hi, how are you? I am doing well, Kimberly. How are you? You have some amazing things. Yes, uh, doing great. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on podcast with you today. So Kimberly, let's talk about your personal background, which is your childhood and how that has helped you become the woman you are today. And it'll make more sense why I like to start off with this. Okay. Well, um, I was five years old when um, I was adopted. Uh, and this was from my biological mother and my biological father. I stayed with them up until five years old. And um, just one day after a traumatic experience witnessing physical abuse, um, I was dropped off to my paternal um, aunt. So that was my father's sister. So um, I had never stayed with them a night, but this particular time, uh, this was a real bad fight. My um, older sister, she's two years older than me, stayed with my mother and my grandparents, and I was dropped off. And um, I wanted the readers to see that foundation through the eyes of a child of being dropped off to a place where this was the first time um, I have ever, you know, that I could remember um, being around these this couple, but to be um, pretty much say that this is your room, this is where you're going to sleep at night, and, and so forth, and still longing for years for my biological mother or my biological father to come in back and get me. Wow, and thank you so much for sharing that, because it definitely takes courage whenever you right. hear somebody who has been adopted, went through adoption, and then you see how the trajectory changes where they take you to a place where you've never been or stayed overnight, and then you as a child want your 
biological parents, your mother and your father to come, come back and get you. And whenever a child goes through that, you're probably thinking, what was wrong with me? Why did my parents give me up? Why was I abandoned? And you have all these questions, but at a, such a young age, if nobody ever explains things to you in a certain way, then you carry those bondages and strongholds with you into your adulthood. And sometimes if you don't work on the internal work, then it's going right. to affect you externally, especially when you begin to grow and mature, because it's not that your parents didn't love you, or it's not that your parents didn't want you, but they maybe could not have provided for you in the best way possible. So the only thing they knew best was to give you away, but a young child doesn't see that. So now let's talk about your adulthood and womanhood and how did the epitome of Kimmy come about? And if you have the book close to you, I definitely want you to hold up the cover of the book. So not only the listeners can hear this, but the viewers can see it. Okay, yeah, so this is the book. Um, and this is the picture. Um, this is the first picture of the um, of my adopted family. I have no baby pictures. I have nothing um, uh, as far as any pictures of my biological uh, family with me as an infant. So I thought this was uh, just relevant for my story. This began with the, the only picture that I really possessed, starting off with this. So. You're absolutely right with the um, the rejection, the abandonment, the um, the fear of um, someone fighting for me, someone uh, the attachment, the the trust, all that had to I had to work do a healing process because I've seen that it um, altered a lot of my decisions as an adult. <laughs> and marriages that I got into because um, of that foundation. Um, like you said, uh, not having, and still to this day, I still have questions that's been unanswered. And I had to learn to accept that they may never be answered, but that does not define, my past does not define who I am. And that's beautiful because I'm glad that you are going through the healing process because sometimes people don't even take the time to go through the healing process and to take the actions to secure a better future and brighter tomorrow because you are carrying guilt, you're carrying fear, yes. you're carrying shame, you're carrying so many things and those things are baggage upon baggage bondage mm -hmm. upon bondage, stronghold upon stronghold. But then you come to a realization that, okay, I am not perfect. I am not whole right. and I'm not complete. And you have to look at the root cause or I tell people, what is right. the RCA? root cause analysis to make you feel the way that you're feeling and is the way that you're feeling is it projecting negatively outward to those who you love they love you but you can't let them fully love you when you're broken and you're incomplete if that makes sense and it that's does. That's when we all have like an epiphany moment and the epitome moment. So I want to I want you to talk about how did you decide to name your book the epitome of Kimmy and what did your writing journey and the process look look like because obviously you went through a healing journey and you went through the processes and you talked about marriages so you that's plural so let's <laughs> unpack that because I feel like 
in order to really understand who Kimberly Bell is, we need to understand some of the things that you went through because the things that you went through not just happened to you, but it happened for you. And now we see how some of the messes, messes were your message. Yes, yes. And so when you said that um, the epitome, how did I come up with the epitome? I came up with um, as I had to revisit the journey from, like you said, the beginning. I had to, and it really, with the help of a therapist, the whole time I was dealing with this book, um, I had a therapist. Sometimes I call, I, I, um, I had two sessions in a week, <laughs> but um, I would be breaking down crying. And, um, and so um, it took a lot of courage because uh, my biological mother and I do not have a relationship still to this day, but I had to accept that this was not my outcome or because of the fact that I closed the, um, the door for a relationship. This was something that I had to accept from her. So, um, but the journey um, going with chapter to chapter um, made me conclude the epitome because I kept finding the essence of what I was created from the very beginning of, as you were saying, as a child, um, feeling like you were unwanted, um, but yet was I a gift, was I not, not a gift, but then understanding, okay, and accept all children are gifts, you included, and you were uniquely and beautifully made. So I had to go and reveal that and accept that about me, as you were saying, when something traumatically like that happens, it's always an insecurity that I had to unfold and say, this was nothing about me that was wrong with me for this to happen, but I am different. And so I had to reveal and unfold the um, foundation and the hurt that the mild retardation that misdiagnosed was PTSD, but at that time in the 70s, they didn't have the test, they didn't have the tools to have that knowledge to really um, define what I was going through. But still as it's kept, um, the PTSD that happened and from um, birth to five and being silent and, and um, the abuse and the, the mental trauma, um, I still, had to realize that there is a learning disability where retaining information and through college and through um, my years of study, I had to form my own self, but I had to embrace. And like you said, I had to go through my journey to understand where did this foundation come from? And then how can I help myself? What skills do I need that are the positive skills, not the depression skills, not the want to sleep in the bed all day, not the one that um, deal with the skills of um, begging or forcing love or um, trying to buy love. This is not what it's supposed to be. Life is supposed to be like. So this is where um, the epitome came to. And um, it's pretty much of the essence, the resilient, the whole package form of Kimmy has made that title. 
Mm, I love that because <laughs> as you were talking, I see you light up. I see you glow. And the reason you're glowing is because you're on your glow up and you're on your way up because you found your voice. You took yeah. back the power. You took the traumas that were meant to break you and you turned them into a breakthrough because yes, it broke you, but you made it through. You took the resiliencies, the determination, mm -hmm. the perseverance. Mm -hmm. You found your fight and you said, even though I went to PTSD where they mislabeled it, me as mental retardation. I overcame that label because that label did not define who Kimberly Bell was. That label was just a placeholder. But once I knew who I was and whose I was, then I really became into Kimberly Bell. And Kimberly Bell is a powerhouse. But that powerhouse stemmed from what happened to Kimmy when she was a little girl and how she took what happened to her. And she took those stones and et cetera that were thrown at her. And she allowed those stones to pave her yellow brick road. She allowed those stones to build a bridge and she got over the bull crap. She got over the hurt. She got over the lack. She got over running from relationships to relationships. She got over from seeking validation in all the wrong places. And she really determined Kimberly is a woman that is on a mission. Kimberly is a woman that has went through some messed up stuff, but that messed up stuff is not going to define me or contain me. Kimberly is a woman that went on to get her degrees and she's making an yeah. impact imprint in the world to drive an impact and Kimberly I just want to tell you while you are here I want to give you your flowers while they go bloom, metaphorically speaking because you are a woman on a mission and you are multifaceted multi-dimensional and had you not gone through what you went through you wouldn't have the power to talk about it and set another young girl free set another woman free and etc right so uh, walk us through a bit of your journey on where you are now and how this book has helped you. Well, where I'm at now, um, I would, like I said, I put um, all the way up until the very end. Uh, so the last chapter really, really is um, the um, journey where I'm at now with my four adult children. And then I have one minor. <laughs> She's five, and I believe she's going on 60. <laughs> she keeps me, I, I'm telling you, I'm 48, and I tell her all the time. And my oldest daughter, which is 32, she's laughs at it. She says, who calls her mama? Who calls, who says mama? I said, she does, because I'm, I'm almost 50. I mean, I don't know what else she thinks she should say. <laughs> wow. So how old are you now, Kimberly? I just turned 48. You just, just turned, turned 48. 48. Uh-huh. Definitely don't look at, and you said your <laughs> oldest is 32? It's 32, yes. yes. Wow. So I had, I'm sorry, what did you say? I said, wow, that's amazing, because your oldest is 32, your mm -hmm. youngest is five, and you have five children? Yes, yes. I I, I start with the four adult ones, <laughs> because they're going to always be my <laughs> But... But yeah, and I said the one minor because I don't think the way the way she's going in the world, I don't think she's ever going to be departed from me. <laughs> We're gonna have to put a house beside our house. <laughs> but um, she um, but I was very blessed and fortunate to put all my um the birth of my children in there, and which is uh, just profound for me because I was 15 when I had uh Courtney, um, and I just turned I was uh July. 
and August, I was turning 16, but that was also, when you read the book, a whole new turn, chapter in my life, because I then was told and I had to place myself into a woman's position, regardless whether mentally or physically I was, I had to do the best I could at that time because of the choices that I made of my first sexual experience, having, getting pregnant. So all my children's birth is in there until this, this last one and the journey now, I'm each morning, I'm so blessed to be able to, um, be the best Kimberly, Kimmy that I can be, know that um, I'm um, just full of, uh, of life and, and was able to utilize the time to invest in me, to uh, continue the healing, continue the journey, continue all that I have to do. And my purpose-filled life that this, these journeys, these uh, degrees, uh, the overcoming um, uh, four failed marriages, three that um, were in some type of form, physical or mental abuse, that um, now, even as a single Black woman, that um, I'm so glad to have now the opportunity to be able to tell other women, it's okay to embrace your season in your journey it's okay to be patient. It's okay to use this time as um, an investment for you. It's not selfish. It's um, more rewarding for when your partner do come um, in your life that you, um, like you were saying, can be much of an asset than such of a baggage or a burden down with things that you have not healed from that um, is a stress already on you, but then it will portray to the other person. So I'm just so glad that um, I'm able to see that it's not, all this was not about me and that um, that all that the journey was meant for Kimmy and that uh, any relationship that I'm able to have, uh, the acceptance, like you said, the validation, I don't already validate myself. I'm a wonderful person to me. <laughs> One of the best people that can be meeting. You can't take that away from me now. So, so um, it's just been a blessing because I'm I'm been able to um, inspire a lot of people and and for people to know that um, I still have um, I'm human. I still have some days that um, I get up and I'm like, oh my gracious, um, here's a five year old. You know, Lord, give me strength, you know, one of those things. But I also know that I have accepted my journey and I have embraced that if I get that overwhelmed, there's resources. I have a support system. My my um, my um, immediate family, my children are just the best. And then I have my therapist on speed dial. So if I, like I told her, I'm, I might be the black Elizabeth Taylor, but the next time I get married, she'll be on speed dial. I'm going to be letting her know the, uh, from the beginning. I look, this is what I'm, I'm about to do. <laughs> Just to make sure that um, I'm, you know, have everything sort of lined up to know that I have that support and I have that place in my life that is free to vent. And like you were saying that, um, that now voice that was so shut down that I was feeling like um, a silent cry, a silent, you have to choose to not want that type of life. 
And like I was telling many women, once it starts with you, like I was able to experience DUI counseling at one time, and I remember saying this little motto, help me help you. But in your own life, you have to make that choice. And I was always determined not to be bitter, but better. I was always determined not to lose love and not to lose faith. I was always determined not to lose hope. And I was definitely determined. That's why I was laughing at you when you were saying about statistics and being defined. I was determined as a little girl that I was not going to be different, that nothing was uh, no, no, nothing on paper was going to define who I was unless that's who I wanted to be. I was determined with that because statistics in the paper, and I put that in the book, said that I would never read or write effectively said that out of all my children, I was more prone to give one of my kids away or physically abuse one of my kids. So I was always making sure that my past was not going to define me or that I was going to have a say of how my life was going to turn out. And it took work. It took me first to choosing. And like I tell everybody, once you choose, understand every choice, we make choices more than what we think we do every day. Every choice comes with a consequence. So I've learned through my acceptance and my embrace in my journey that what I choose each morning, what I choose every day, when I chose to courageously put my, my, my life on paper and go through this journey and let everybody see the journey, because some things that's in here, it's, it's, um, I'm not proud of. Um, but it's my journey. It's my journey that I wanted other people to see that this may be similar to what you've experienced or somebody else's experience. It, it's okay. It's okay to accept that this has happened. It's okay that this is now and you can embrace it. And that's what I like, um, Kimberly. And thank you so much for being so candid, for being transparent, for being vulnerable and talking about your journey. Because even though it may have been hard to put your journey on paper, to put your journey in a book and to talk about your truths, you talked about your truths and you took ownership of your truths. You were a young mother at the age of 15 turning 16. Fast forwarding, mm -hmm. you have five kids and you're 48 going on 50 which is your golden birthday and you are doing incredible things you went through PTSD you faced labels you went through four failed marriages you talked about but then during all of these trials and tribulations that you endured you found out what the silver lining is. You learn how to love Kimberly for Kimberly. You learn yeah. how to love the young girl, Kimmy, inside of you. You learn how to take ownership and take authority back of your voice. And you learn that your past is not depicted upon your future. And even though it may have been hard, you learn that it's in those hard seasons, those chapters, those tribulations, and those trials that the test produces a testimony. You learn that there's purpose in the pain or pain in the purpose. You learn that the mess is curating a message and you learn that there's so much more to be grateful for. But yeah. how do you flip the script on no and you turn no's into new opportunities or next or next openings or however you want to look at the connotation from the no as a negative to the no into a positive? And how do you look at 
what is in your wheelhouse and you flip what is in your wheelhouse and you use it to your advantage versus your disadvantage. And so many times we as women and black women, we go through life because we, we feel like we're obligated to be a wife. We're obligated to be a mother. We're obligated to work. We're obligated to do so many things. And the pressure of life, it's a hell of a life. And you're weighed down by society. You're weighed down by family and friends. You're weighed down by so many things. And people expect you to be a superwoman when there's no freaking cape on your back. And let's just be real. Life, life has challenges, but how the hell do we grab those challenges and excuse my French and you take those challenges and you allow those challenges to be the stairs that you climb so you could reach, reach your level of elevation so you could reach your highest potential and from your highest potential you tap into your purpose and from your purpose you walk into your destiny assignment and calling and you have your arrived point because in life if we don't tap into our our dreams, our gifts, and our visions, those are going to end up in the graveyard. And there are so many right. gifts in the graveyard with tombstones on it because they were too afraid to step outside of their comfort zone, to step mm -hmm. out on faith, or to do something that they wanted to do because of society, because of family, and mm -hmm. because of this, that, and the third, that it had limited them and it conditioned them to the point where it was crippling them. Yes, you're absolutely right. You're and absolutely right. As we wind down, rock star, superstar, <laughs> queen, I want you to tell the listeners and the viewers once again who you are, how they could connect with you on social media and leave them with one or two gems because the mission of the podcast is to educate, inspire, and motivate. Well, I am Kimberly Ann Bell and I have my first book my baby the uh, the my memoir the epitome of kimmy my journey um accept and embrace it all you can find me at www.kimberlyann and with the e b e l l dot com i'm on facebook um at kimberly and bell contact at kimberly and bell um i it's just uh, a pleasure and a privilege to be able to say to you all that if I could do it, this little girl, I found to love. She's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful girl inside of me. But um, I found to love. I found to accept every, every journey, everything that this little girl had went through. Her first sexual experience was, um, was the child molestation right inside of the home that was supposed to protect her. But that did not break this child. What it had, had um, gave her this lesson to love herself to accept that it was not her fault and to embrace everything that was able to um, instill in her and bring the essence out of her. Um, but the choice had to be mine. And I can leave that with you. The choice has to be yours. Anytime that I felt that the negativity or this was a choice that was going to make me feel hindered, burdened into bondage, into grief, into weakness, I had to disconnect. And you can do the same thing. I had to disconnect what whoever it was. It's not worth me getting up every morning or trying to be the best person that I can be, the best mother, the best coworker, the best career woman in this world with connections that I know that left me feeling empty, uh, feeling um 
self, my self-worth wasn't met, uh, feeling like I was um, um, had no voice, feeling like that I deserved to be unloved, I deserved to be beat on, I deserved to be talked down to. I just would not accept it. I would just accept that who that God created wanted me to choose to have the best life, the best connection in life that I could possibly be. And you can do that too. So I encourage you to get the book to understand how I got to accept and embrace it all. And that's what I want to leave leave with you. I've learned to accept and embrace it all. And you can too. Beautiful, Kimmy. And for all the listeners and viewers out there, all of Kimberly and Bell's information will be in the show notes. Make sure you read because reading is fundamental. And I want to encourage you that you were created for a purpose. This is your season. You are a masterpiece. And stop allowing people to rent space in your mind for free. Go out and take ownership of your career, take ownership of your life, and don't be afraid to step outside of the box and step outside of your comfort zone because nothing beats a failure but a try and until we chat next time peace love and lots of blessings go out and have yourself an amazing day and remember to yolo you only live once signing out genesis amaris kemp and kimberly bell